Welcome to the Sharon McLaughlin Show, where confidence is contagious. We will speak about emotional well-being, and we'll also hear stories from women who have pushed through self-doubt and are now changing the world. Each episode will provide you with actionable steps that you can implement today. So come join us, build confidence, and be inspired. Hey, everybody. Today we have Dr. Alexandra Stockwell. We are going to be talking about the problems that she sees. She's an intimacy expert when she's working with couples, and it's all about communicating. So the challenges that she sees that they're facing when it comes to communicating about intimacy. Dr. Alexandra, Alexandra, thank you for being here. I have watched you from afar. Uh, background is medical physician, and she got into helping couples, and that's all she does right now. Has a coaching program. You have books. I'm so glad that you're here on this show. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here, and I particularly love an opportunity to talk to physicians, and specifically women physicians, because I think we have unique challenges when it comes to intimacy. Just the most kind of zoomed out version of that is that we thrive, are motivated by and rewarded by getting a lot of things done, doing a lot, having our to-do list, making things happen. And that is not the energy of intimacy, which has a timelessness and goallessness to it. We can have the goal of an orgasm, but the better way to get there is to have a goallessness in our approach. And so I'm just really grateful that you choose to highlight this particular topic for women physicians. And all women, you know, I look around, well, we could spend some time on the Facebook groups because I've seen you commenting and all. And it is amazing some problems that are going on. And I, I keep bringing it back to, wow, if they could just communicate their needs as well as they can write it out to us, strangers, if they could just communicate their needs to their partner, wouldn't it be a better relationship? I think so. Or at least if it's going to end, it's going to end. But at least you get that talk out, that communicating out to hit all the hard points that couples are going through on a regular basis. Life is tough. And so... Life is tough. And there, are, of course, are the situations where the partner is just not someone to be with, just a really self-centered narcissist. There's enough of that, but there are so many situations where both people love one another. And as I like to say, having a, having a fantastic relationship is a learnable skill. And the real travesty is that most of us never learn how to do that. And especially for women physicians, we're good at being students, but where are we going to get that education? And I think that's a good segue into the first challenge that I really want to highlight. And that is that people wait way too long to bring up issues of desire and dissatisfaction when it comes to intimacy. We know, you know, there's very little data on what it is that actually creates a wonderful, passionate, long-lasting marriage or committed relationship. But the one thing we definitely know from Dr. John Gottman's research is that couples who speak about the intimacy that they're having. So in intimacy, I definitely use as a word to encompass emotional intimacy, sensual intimacy, sexual intimacy, erotic intimacy, but it's all of it. But specifically with respect to sexual intimacy that 
our willingness and comfort in discussing it with our spouse or committed partner is actually one of the few positive predictors for having a long-lasting, happy, passionate relationship. And so of couples who have good, happy marriages that last, 91% are talking about the sex and intimacy they're having. Now, I don't know about you or anyone listening. I certainly never, I've been married a long time without having any idea how to discuss this because the fact is in our culture and many others, it just is much easier to have sex than to talk about it. Where do you suggest couples start? Like I'm all very forward, right? I guess it depends on our personality. But if I want something or need something, I, I ask for it. Do you think, I would imagine women are held, women specifically, because we're talking to women on this podcast, but what do you see going on? Like where, where would a woman start if she doesn't know how to start this conversation? Yeah, and I was, so I was thinking like the first challenge is just to have the conversation. And then the second challenge really is how. And so my goal is that anybody who listens, it's clear that it's super important and we can really focus now on how to do it. So the first thing is that typically people wait until the resentment level is high, the feeling of neglect or frustration is high. And so if you wait until that's the case, all those feelings come through and it prevents inspiration, connection, and collaboration when your communication is basically led with your resentment. And I think we do that far more than we realize. So whether or not you think you ha have resentment or not, this is how I suggest you start. So the first thing is that we're all very good at identifying our complaints, what we don't like, what our dissatisfaction is. And you know what? That's perfectly fine. In fact, if you don't know what to say to your spouse, then just start by making a list of what pisses you off, what makes you sad, what really frustrates you. Because hidden in every complaint and everything that is dissatisfying, hidden in that is a desire. So if you, rather than just saying, I'm unhappy, which is way too vague. And if you say to your partner, I'm unhappy, I mean, you might say that, but what are they going to do? There's, there's nothing for them to work with, with that. So instead get specific about what your complaints are to the extent that you can, you know, I want more flirtation. I want things to be slower initially. I want more intensity, whatever it is. Well, actually, I'm not illustrating my point. I'm already saying what you, what you want. But what I'm saying is start with what you don't like. And from there, look at it and, you know, essentially use your mind to identify, okay, well, what is the desire in that? So if what you don't like is that um, in a heteronormative marriage that he just rushes too quickly for penetration, well, then the desire is that you want more foreplay. If the complaint is that um, you don't like how he initiates, okay, well, then think about what's missing. What do you want? So basically, the point is that you start with identifying what doesn't work. 
then from that, identify your desires so that you can put them in a positive light. And then the third thing is to start your conversation. Well, first of all, say, I want to have a conversation about something important to me. Are you available? If you're in the kind of relationship where, you know, you already are a very straightforward person, you can say, I want to talk about our sex. Are you available? But if you're not there and you need to like be more roundabout, you can just say, I have something really important that I want to talk with you about. And then you want to say, are you available to hear it? Because as soon as he or she opts into the conversation, it's already more collaborative than not. And then I highly recommend that you start with something positive, some good memory. If you've had sexual experiences that you really enjoyed, start by remembering them. And if you haven't, then talk about some aspect of the marriage that the two of you do really well. Maybe you make financial decisions together well, or your parent well, or whatever it is. You want to start with what works well and then build from there. So let's say it's a couple that has never really talked much about sex. Then you might say, you know, I just, I love the way we're so aligned when it comes to parenting and career, and then give some examples and then say, and I'd like to have that kind of alignment in our intimacy also. And if you're already used to talking about sex, then, you know, remember that amazing time after we went out to dinner and da 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 whatever the particulars are. Let's do that more often. In other words, you're going to get more of what you want if when communicating, you start with something that you both feel happy about and proud about because you don't do yourself any favors if your response, if the response your partner has is to either feel attacked and attack back or feel attacked and then shut down. So everything that I've just said in terms of how to set up the conversation, referring to experiences that have been successful with one another is because that sets up a very affirming context to then introduce the desires you've identified for yourself. Alexandra, you help other couples. If someone is out there listening and they want to get a hold of you, where would they, where, how do they get a hold of you? AlexandraStockwell.com is my website. I'm also on social media, my podcast, the Intimate Marriage Podcast. I have a lot of free information available. And if you are interested in any of that, a good place to start is AlexandraStockwell.com. And also just send me a message. I love hearing from people. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if it is bothering you, the intimacy in your relationship, you need to talk about it. Start off with something positive, good, memory, and then go on to what you'd like change, perhaps work with the complaints and then what you do need. Excellent. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me.